Welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I'm your host, Tari Kaya Allen Butler. I am a teen mom turned speaker, author, and mompreneur. My mission is to help you build healthy relationships with your children, level up your mindset, and achieve all you ever dreamed of and more. I will teach you how to level up your lifestyle in faith, family, finances, and fitness. Join me every Tuesday for the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. You will learn major keys to stop coming up short on your goals and start leveling up for the type of lifestyle you desire. Ready to level up? Let's do it. Alrighty, guys. So welcome to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. I am your host, Tari Kaya Allen Butler. I am a teen mom turned speaker, author, and entrepreneur. And my mission is to help you build healthy relationships with your children, level up your mindset, and achieve all that you ever dreamed of and more. Um, if you are not please feel free to follow me on both Instagram and Facebook. On Instagram, my name is at Tari Kaya, and on Facebook, it's Tari Kaya Allen Butler. Um, I would love to have you join the Mom Keys to Mental Peace community. We have some great things happening over there, especially in the new year, so make sure that you're plugged in and connected for some special offers that we have. That link is in the show notes. On Instagram, it's in my bio, and on Facebook, it will be in the comments. Um, be sure to subscribe to the Mom Keys to Mental Peace podcast. Again, all those links are in the show notes and my bio and in the comments of today. And if you have been enjoying the content that I share, please leave your girl a review. Give me some feedback on what type of content um, you would like to see or what you're enjoying so far. All right, so let's hop into today's talk i hope that you all enjoyed your christmas break i know that i did with my family we really had a good time together um, and i'm hoping that that was the case for you as well so we're going to hop into today's topic about how to set an intention for the new year so for the past three years um setting goals and intentions for the new year has kind of been my jam like um, not to toot my own horn or anything, because it's definitely been God's hand in helping me with this. But since about 2020 is when I got really serious about setting an intention for my year, how I wanted to show up, the goals that I wanted to accomplish and accomplishing those goals. So today I'm going to kind of go through a little timeline of, you know, specific goals that I put in place for myself and how I was able to achieve those goals over time. And I'm going to give you the blueprint. So stay to the end so that you can get, you know, the blueprint on how you can do the same. So in December 2019, I went to a vision board party at my friend's house. Um, I was a part of a group called God Goes and Girls. And in 2019, we had a vision board party where, you know, you have your magazines, you have your glue, your scissors, you're picking out. Um, pictures for your goals and what you're wanting to do for that next year. So for me, I wanted to do something a little different with my goals. So instead of having like those one and done goals, I wanted it to be more so of like a lifestyle change for me, right? So I didn't want to choose a goal that once it's done, is done and I'm moving on to something else. I really was looking at my life as a whole, like 
Okay, what lifestyle changes do I want to make? What are some changes that I want to make that's going to carry over into year after year after year? Or what changes do I want to make that's going to elevate my life, that's going to transform my mindset, that's going to be a benefit to both me and my family, right? So some things that I focused on were um, a fitness and health goal. So I wanted fitness to be a part of my lifestyle. So instead of saying, oh, I want to lose 30 pounds next year, no, I want fitness to be a part of my lifestyle. I want my eating habits to be healthier. I want eating healthy to be a part of my lifestyle. Um, I wanted to have a closer relationship with God. So instead of saying like, read the Bible three times a week or do Bible study for X amount of days, I want my overall relationship with God to be closer. So I found, you know, pictures to correspond with that. Um, I wanted more connection with my family members. So at the time in 2019, I was not married, but I did desire marriage. But I wanted more than just to get married and my last name changed. I wanted to have connection with my husband. I wanted our relationship to be healthy and an example to our children of what a healthy relationship looks like. I wanted our marriage to spill over into the way that we interacted with our children and the way that we just did family as a whole. Um, and as far as my finances, um, I did have a number in mind as far as like a savings goal, but I wanted it to go deeper than that. I want to do better with my finances. I want to manage my finances better. Yes, I want increase, but God, don't give me increase if I'm just going to keep blowing it and messing it up, <laughs> right? So like I said, I was very intentional about the lifestyle change that I wanted and not just these one and done goals or these specific numbers that once I hit it, then I'm done and I'm moving on to something else. So that was one main key um, that helped me to be more successful in my goals that year. So while we were at the um, the vision board party, I, you know, I told you I had a number in mind for my savings goal. So if any of you, um, you may not have heard, his name is Dave Ramsey, and he's like a financial guru for Christians. And one of his, um, he has like this financial tier or ladder. It's like seven steps. Don't quote me on that. <laughs> I can't remember. But he has um, a certain number of steps that you should go through for your financial journey. And one of the steps is to have a $1,000 emergency savings fund. So I'm on Pinterest a lot and I see that they have a lot of um, like money saving challenges, Like, but it's for the year. So like 52 weeks, you save X amount of money each week. In my mind, I'm thinking like, that's way too long to save $1,000. And if any of you know, especially now, $1,000 is nothing. That's the new $100. Like it can go away quick. So I never really wanted to do the challenge because I'm thinking, look, that's going to take way too long. I'm not about to sit here taking a whole year to save $1,000. But I began thinking and reflecting on my bank account <laughs> when I was at this vision board party like, girl, you don't have $1,000 saved in your account right now. So you sitting here saying it's going to take too long to save $1,000, but here it is at the end of 2019, sis, and you ain't got it, <laughs> period. So that kind of changed my mindset like, okay, let me not write off these, you know, savings plans and what's going on, and I don't even have the money in my account. Let me give it a try. So I set an intention for that goal um, at, the, at the beginning of 2020. 
So at the end of 2020, I met my goal. I had $1,000 saved in my emergency fund. And the gratitude that I felt at the end of that year, it was like, okay, I, 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 I like the way that this is going. I like that I set an intention for this goal and shifted my mindset instead of talking down and feeling like, oh, that's too hard. I can't do that. That's too far-fetched. No, I did the steps and actually did it <laughs> and, and met my goal. So that kind of motivated me to be more intentional about how I set up each year. Now, there was a shift in 2020 where I felt like God was giving me a foundational word to kind of set the intention of how I wanted my year to go. So in 2020, God gave me the foundational word to focus on for that year was obedience. And if obedience kind of sounds like a curse word or like <laughs> you're obligated to do what somebody tells you to do. But if you think about it, like this is God, right? And um, in my in my time with him over the years, I've learned if he tells me to do something, it's for my benefit. <laughs> it's something that's going to help me to be successful. It's something that he sees ahead of time that I don't see. And we have to remember the Bible says that his ways are higher than our ways. His thoughts are higher than our thoughts. So that helped me to be more comfortable with being obedient to him for whatever he told me to do. So in 2020, God laid on my heart to be obedient and to write the book that he had laid on my heart to write. So if any of you have been following me for any time, you know that I'm into writing. I'm into journaling very much so. I love putting my thoughts out on paper. And I was kind of going through a transition at that time where I felt God telling me to tell my story about how I overcame being a teen mom, how I shifted and transformed my mindset. But I just didn't know how to go about doing it or what that would look like. So God being God... <laughs> um, sent a writing coach my way. I found her on Instagram. Now I had been following her for a while and seeing her content and stuff like that, but it seemed like in 2020, the algorithm was algorithming and she kept popping up. So she hosted a free webinar. I was like, okay, I'm gonna go. Let me just see what she's talking about. And it was like spot on for what I needed um, to write my book. Cause I, like I said, I didn't know where to start. The most I did for writing was journaling. So I went through this process with her. This was the first writing coach that I ever worked with, the first coaching business of any type that I've ever worked with. And just a sidebar, when you invest in working with a coach to, especially a good coach, to walk you through the steps of how to achieve your goal to get from one space to another, there's nothing like it. And that's uh, equivalent to you investing in yourself. So I took my taxes at the beginning of that year and invested in paying for this coach. Now, the funny thing is, I have in my journal where I wrote down her price. She said $24.97. I wrote down $24.97, y'all. <laughs> so that's a big joke for me, like looking back on that, like that, and me thinking that it was only $24.97 is what pushed me to go to the next step and set up like a um, consultation and talk to her. So once we get at the end of the consultation, I'm like, yeah, this sounds like what I need. Definitely. She tells me the price and I'm like, eh, what? <laughs> $2,000. Oh, okay. Okay. So like I said, I took a portion of my taxes and I didn't look at it. I didn't look at it as a loss. I looked at it as me investing into myself, me investing into my future. So around this time, y'all, keep in mind, 2020 and March is when the pandemic started. <laughs> so in 
So here I am with this big bill for this coaching business to write this book. And a lot of self-sabotage and doubt came in like, I don't think this is the right time for, for me to be spending all this money um, on writing a book when I don't know the outcome of this. Um, of course, you know, at the beginning of COVID, we didn't know what was to come. I didn't know about people getting laid off and staying home and all of this extra stuff. Like it was just this whole world of unknown. So I remembered that word obedient, obedient. God told me to be obedient. And this was the time to write the book. So I stayed in the service, the coaching service, and I released the book August 2020. Y'all, when I say that book has opened so many doors for me that I had no clue were po was possible, I see now why he told me to be obedient in that moment. And also, a side note, um, the writing coach that I work with, bless her heart, her name is Jasmine Womack, if you're interested in writing a book. But I will say, <laughs> this is a sidebar, Sis Prices has definitely gone up over $2,000. She's charging like five figures. And so to work with her now. So I was obedient in 2020 and moved when God told me to move. Because if I would have waited, I would not have been able to afford to work with her. Which means I wouldn't have a book out. I wouldn't have a podcast. I wouldn't be um, building my own personal community and coaching program. Like So I'm so grateful that I was obedient in 2020 when he told me to. All right, so now we're going to 2021. The foundational word that he gave me was consistency. So God told me to go live one day a week on Facebook and Instagram, which is what I did. I was afraid about my topics, like what am I going to talk about each week? So I started off talking about um, one chapter of the book. I was like, that's easy. I can talk about that. But I was afraid and nervous about what I was going to talk about after that. Y'all, when I say God be guiding, you just have to listen, <laughs> listen to what he's saying. He told me to be consistent. So in me being consistent with talking about one chapter of the book each week, the next week, God gave me a topic to talk about the following week, the following week. Then he gave me series to talk about, which gave me a few couple of weeks of topics. So in me being obedient one day a week for that that had opened a lot of opportunities for me. I was able to practice speaking and to connect with my audience and build that rapport. Um, so also in 2021, I got pregnant. I found that I was pregnant in September with my third baby. And that threw like a huge wrench in my plan. So I felt like, oh, I can't show up. I'm pregnant. This is setting me back. But it really doesn't take much to get on live and talk. <laughs> like it's not that strenuous. So, you know, I rested as needed because especially, you know, that beginning pregnancy is like you're nauseous, you're tired, you ain't really trying to do much. So I rested as needed. I didn't, you know, try to be superwoman, but I rested with the plan and the intention and remembering that God told me to be consistent this year and that whenever I was up and healthy and ready, sis, it's time to get back on it. <laughs> so I did, you know, start back speaking up until my pregnancy um, for some of you who have been following me for a while, you may know some videos where I had baby Jay in my arms. Like he was a, a little poon, a little newborn baby um, with me, but I decided to be consistent. And I also want to point out like that one day a week, look at where I am now. Like I have a podcast platform before there was no platform. I was just being obedient and coming online. 
I have so much content that I can share as a podcast if I want to as like bonus episodes. I can use um, those recorders and put them together as like courses and things to share with you all now just from me being obedient one day a week. So I feel like, you know, a lot of times we have the mindset like I shared at the beginning. What's one day a week going to do? That's going to take too long to build up all this rapport but small things over time grow. That one day a week led me to so many different avenues. And I want you to keep that in mind when it comes to whatever goals or intentions that you have for yourself. Don't discredit one day of showing up for yourself. If you show up one day every week, that's 52 times in the year. That's better than not showing up at all. And who knows, maybe you will increase that time if God tells you to do so or if you feel the unction to do so. But don't throw the whole thing away because you feel like that one time is not enough, if that makes sense. All right. Um, So in 2022, the beginning of this year, God gave me the foundational word of collaboration, which means to work with others. (laughs) And, you know, his word says that, you know, where one or two are gathered, his presence is there. It's better to, you know, do things together than by yourself because you have somebody to lean on and help you with. So those specific lifestyle areas that I wanted to focus on in 2019, I still have that vision board up today in 2022, and it's going to stay up next year. Um, So that's a good point that I want to point out um, as far as when you set those goals. Make sure it's lifestyle changes so that it's something that can continue year after year. So in 2022, I still have my focal points, my family and relationships, my business, my finances, my um, fitness and health. So as far as um, family and relationships, I was able to collaborate by going to therapy. For the first time this year, I did online therapy and my therapist was amazing, amazing, amazing. Now I did have to stop um, after a while just because of the payments of it. It was a little pricey. Um, I think they were a little more lenient for therapy during COVID, but once all we kind of went back to normal. (laughs) The prices went back up as we know. Um, But it's okay because she gave me some really good resources that I could use. So I was able to collaborate with my therapist. But on another note, I'm in a group therapy session um, called Married Mamas. And I found this, um, there's a church that I watch online called Union. And they have these um, small groups. So I signed up for one, it's completely free. But now I'm able to collaborate and get advice on how to be a married mom. So advice on being a wife, advice on being a mother from different women, from different backgrounds, different insights. And I feel like learning about these things in a group or as collaboration, it really, really helps um, me to be accountable for one because I have somebody that I can check in with. And it really helps to hear other people's insights. And so you don't feel alone in your situation. One of the enemy's tricks is for us to feel like we're the only one going through something or nobody understands what we're going through. So you sit stuck in your thoughts in your head by yourself and you get to overthinking, which leads to you acting out or caving in and not saying anything at all. So I'm very grateful that I'm able to collaborate with these other women when it comes to my life as a wife and a mother. Um, As far as business, I don't want to do anything business-wise alone because when I tell y'all I'm out here literally with God, (laughs) like 
business was not anywhere on my mind until he introduced me to writing this book in 2020. So any step that I take in business, I want insight and feedback from a coach or somebody who has done it before me and gone before me. So I'm in this group um, that I've shared before called Blessed and Bossed Up. And the special thing about this group is that it combines both business and God. So how to do business God's way. And this was something I really need, needed because I felt like I was kind of staring away or leaving God out of my business and not really knowing how to include him in it. So as a result of collaborating with this group, I've been able to incorporate God into business, share you know my information about him while also sharing practical tips and information to moms about family and relationships as well. For my finances, I've been able to collaborate with the financial advisor um, in regards to preparing for the home buying process. So that's still on my vision board. I do have a house <laughs> on my vision board that I would love to get for my family. But I realized there were some things in my finances that I needed to get in order. Some things about credit that I did not know. So by collaborating with this advisor, I've been able to get some insight, some wisdom, some tips on, okay, you need to do this specifically if you want to be here. Okay, don't do this, but save this amount. Have this goal for your amount, like those specific details that by myself, I would not know that I need to do. And as far as fitness and health, um, I had an accountability group at the beginning of the year. So at the beginning of 2020, I made um, a promise to myself that I would have an established lifestyle of fitness and health by the end of 2022, which I do, praise be to God. So at the beginning of the year, I decided to have an accountability group where I had to check in or like send my workout pictures for 30 days in a row. And I felt like once I did that for 30 days, you know, with that accountability group, I can kind of handle it on myself. And that is definitely what helped. <laughs> it kicked off. So I had like a group chat where after my workout, I would take a picture and send it in the group chat. And the encouragement from my friends, them kind of checking in like, hey, we ain't got no pic today. What's going on? I was motivated to show up and work out for myself. So collaboration was my word of the year. I see why, because it has skyrocketed me mindset wise, business wise, family wise. I'm seeing the growth. I'm seeing the change as a result of collaborating and working with others and not feeling like I have to do everything by myself and figure everything out alone. We weren't put here on earth to be alone. God doesn't want us to do anything alone and we don't have to be alone when we do things. So I'm very grateful for that. All right. So for 2023, I have a new word. Hold on, let me check my comments. Hey, Gina. I kind of go back and forth from Facebook to Instagram. All right, y'all. So for 2023, God has given me the word prepare, prepare. So this is where I'm going to walk you through the three steps of how to be intentional about your year. So this is something new that I'm implementing with the word that God has given me. I want to dig deeper and see why, even though he has shown himself year after year, like why that foundational word was what it was. I wanted to go deeper into why did he give me the word prepare? So the first thing you want to do after you get your word um, downloaded from God, you want to look up the definition of that word. There's so much power in definitions. 
I feel like we hear words and we kind of have a gist of what those words mean. But when you actually see like the full definition, there's certain keywords and things that just kind of hit like, okay, I see why that means that, or I see how that relates to this situation. So the first thing, after you get your word for the year, you want to look at the definition. Um, so the word prepare means to make something ready for use or consideration. Make someone ready or able to do or deal with something. Be willing to do something. That's the definition of prepare, my word for this year. So y'all, when I heard that, it was just so powerful to me because I have been, you know, speaking and coming on here for the since 2020. So it's been two years. I still consider myself new in business, but I definitely feel God calling me to something higher, to that next level. And even though, you know, I've been consistent, I've been obedient, I feel like he's telling me to prepare for that next level. That what I'm doing right now um, is not going to be enough <laughs> for that next level. So I need to start preparing um, for what I'm asking for. So in the definition, to make ready for use or consideration, I want to be considered for larger stages and larger platforms and being invited to come speak at events. Um, then the next part of the definition, make someone ready or able to do or deal with something. So everyone knows like with the new level or going higher, there's new expectations, there's higher responsibilities. So I feel like in this year of preparation, God is helping me to be able to withhold and withstand whatever those responsibilities are coming, um, coming with me, elevating to that next level. Um, the next part also says be willing to do something to make someone ready or able to deal with something. So am I going to be willing to step to that next level? Am I going to be prepared to go to that next level? And some similar words to prepare um, also means to make ready, to get ready, to put together, to draw up, to produce, arrange, develop, assemble, construct, compose, edit, devise, work out, think up, and formulate. So all of that was powerful to me, like, okay, God, I hear you, I hear you, I see what this season is about, prepare me, Lord, <laughs> make me ready, develop me, edit in me, prune out of me what's not like you, put in me what is like you, all the skills, all the habits, all the things that I need for that next level, prepare me, Lord, <laughs> prepare me, all right? So the second thing, after you get your word and you look up your definition, you want to see what God's word has to say about it. So you want to go to the Bible to be sure that you're in alignment and to see what the Bible has to say about this word. So I looked up what the Bible has to say about preparing. And um, there's a resource I'm going to leave in the show notes. There's a website called, give me one second. I want to be sure I'm quoting the website right. It is called gotquestions.org. And this is a great resource. Any questions you have about the Bible or about God, if you put it in here, y'all, they will give you an answer. <laughs> it will give you a very detailed answer. So I looked up on here um, what the Bible has to say about prepare. And it led me to Matthew 25, 1 through 13. So we're going to have a little mini Bible study moment right here, a little story time, okay? Um, so in Matthew chapter 25, Matthew has a lot of the parables. 
And the parables are like the stories that Jesus used to um, make a point about something, but he used like relatable or real life topics that they could relate to. And you have to find the meaning within that. So this parable was about the 10 bridesmaids and the groomsmen. So um, in this story, there are 10 bridesmaids, right? And they had these lamps that they needed or that they took up to go meet this bridegroom. They were going on a trip to meet a bridegroom. So they all had lamps that they took with them. Five of the bridesmaids did not take enough oil to burn their lamps. But five of the other bridesmaids took extra oil. So going on the trip, they all had enough oil for the trip. But five, you know, only took just enough um, or what they needed for the trip. But then there were five more who took extra oil. That's the key point right there. So um, as they were traveling or made it to this one point, the bridegroom was not there when they got there. So they had to wait for him. And in their waiting for him, they ended up falling asleep. Um, after they were asleep, they woke up and the bridesman, the bridegroom <laughs> had arrived at midnight while they were asleep. So all 10, you know, bridesmaids, they got up to prepare their lamps, you know, because I'm assuming that it was dark. They needed their lamps to see. They got up to prepare their lamps. But the five girls, um, the Bible calls them the five foolish <laughs> bridesmaids. Um, asked to borrow some oil from the five wise bridesmaids because their lamps were going out. The five wise girls told them no, that it's not enough for all of them and that they need to go to the store and buy some more. They weren't giving up their oil. Pretty much you should have prepared and packed extra. Um, so as the bridegroom came, um, oh, let me make sure I'm right. The man came when the five foolish girls were gone to the store. That's a key point there. So they were gone to the store to get some more oil, but he came while they were gone. So the five wise girls who were ready went in with him to the marriage feast and the door was locked behind them. The five foolish girls came back from the store crying, banging on the door, telling them, hey, we back, we back, let us in. But when the bridegroom came to the door, he told them, I don't know who you are. And he did not let them in. All right, so I hope that y'all were able to follow along with that. Again, that was Matthew 25, 1 through 13, where this parable is. So after you read the chapter or see what God's word has to say about your word, what can you take away from that passage and how can you apply those lessons to your life? So the first thing that I took from this passage is that I need to keep watch and be prepared. I don't know the day or the hour of the breakthrough in my business. Somebody could reach out to me with a great opportunity next week or next year or five years from now or whatever it may be, but I need to be prepared. Um, the next lesson that I learned from this is that I can have all the materials, but not all the parts for it to work effectively. So if you go back to the beginning of the parable, it talked about all 10 of them had lamps. They each had the materials, right? The wise girls and the foolish girls. But the wise girls had the extra materials needed for their lamps to work, while the foolish girls did not. They did not have the extra materials. So this translated to me that I can know how to speak well, 
but I may not have the footage to show it if I don't prepare and show up, you know, one time a week to do this live podcast or plan my notes out for what I'm going to talk about or consistent in me speaking and showing up and practicing. I can have the gift. I can have the material of speaking. But if I'm not doing the work and preparing that extra mile to prove that I have that, then I won't be prepared when the opportunity comes for me to elevate to that next level. Um, The next lesson that I got from this is that I may grow weary in the waiting season, but that doesn't mean that the blessing isn't on its way to me. I don't know when the exact hour or day, but I know that it's on the way. So again, rewinding back to the story when the girls end up falling asleep on their journey because it was so long. They fell asleep, but he still showed up at midnight. Even though they were asleep, he still showed up. And the wise girls who um, were prepared with their extra oil, they already had their materials to light their lamps and be ready for him. While the other five were like, dang, we ain't got no oil for our lamps. Can we borrow some from you? Which leads me to my next lesson. Excuse me. I can't depend on somebody else's preparation. It may not be enough for me in that moment. I have to prepare for myself. And on the flip side, I do not need to give away what I've prepared for to others who are not prepared because they didn't put the work in. So it goes both ways. Um, I can't depend on somebody else, you know, putting the work in for their podcast, for their speaking building their platform and feel like I can just piggyback off of them. No, (laughs) I still need to prepare and put the work in myself. And on the flip side, all of this work that I'm putting in, I can't just put anybody on my platform or pull anybody up with me who didn't put the work in themselves. So that was a big lesson for me for that. Um, The next lesson that I learned is that if I try to prepare in the moment, it may be too late. So remember, um, the the foolish girls asked, you know, can they borrow some oil? And the wise ones were like, nah, you need to go to the store and get your own. So they went to the store to get more. They were trying to get prepared in the moment. But by the time they came back, it was too late. The bridegroom didn't let them in. He told them, I don't know who you are. I'm not letting you in and locked the door. Um, so being prepared allows me to walk through the door of the blessing with ease. If I'm not prepared, the door will be shut and I'll be locked out. I will miss out on the blessing. So this pretty much just confirmed to me why God gave me the word prepare. I'm not saying that that next level will come for me in this next year, but I know that it's on the way (laughs) at some point. Like I know that I'm on the right track. I know that I'm doing the right things and that eventually that next level is going to come to me and I want to walk through that door with ease. All right. So that's The three things that you can do to set an intention, choose your word. um, And once you get your word, find the definition, the meaning of it. See what the Bible has to say about that word and then figure out how you can apply that word to your life. Now, I have a resource um, for you to do this. It's called um, the 2023 intention form. That link will be in the show notes only. So if you're listening on live um, for Facebook or Instagram, once the... um, podcast is posted on the platform, you can go in the show notes and click the link to get that there. And it's just, you know, some simple questions for you to um, fill in your word, what the Bible has to say about it, the definition of it, and what your plan is to move forward. All right. So that is all that I have for you all today. Thank you so much for tuning in with me. I pray that this 
blesses you and helps you to set an intention for your new year. I'm definitely a walking testimony <laughs> of this. And I pray that this story has not only inspired you, but lit a fire under you to put this action and plan to take the steps that you need to set an intention for 2023. I know this is the year, the time of year that we get all excited about New Year's resolutions and New Year, New Me, but it can be a new you if you put the work in. Stop disappointing yourself every year. Stop feeling like, oh, this can't happen for me. Everything is up to you. You have control of your future, how you move, what's going on in your life. Like I said, I'm a living testimony of that, um, and you don't have to do it alone. Consult with God. See what plans he has for you. Get around other like-minded women um, who are moving towards their goals. Join Mom Keys to Mental Peace community <laughs> where we will help you to grow and move in a way that you're proud of and that your family can be proud of and that you can look back and say, wow, I'm so glad that I made that decision and that it will encourage you to keep moving forward. All right, so y'all have a great night. I will see you all next week. Happy New Year. Happy Merry Christmas, all the holidays. Happy holidays. I pray that you all have a great night. Bye.